Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Welcome to You Beauty. I'm Chazzy Hunt and today we are in the presence of greatness as I introduce you to our very special guest, Rachel Hunter. New Zealand-born Rachel was, of course, one of the original 80s supermodels and she's since gone on to become a TV personality, hosting her own show, Tour of Beauty. And on top of that, she's a businesswoman and has more recently been named as the face of NZ beauty brand, Asano. And today I've been given an all-access beauty pass to ask Rachel about her years in the modelling and entertainment biz and how this has given her a front row seat into experiencing the best the beauty world has to offer. Rachel, this is an honour. Thank you for joining us on New Beauty. (laughs) You're so sweet. And I'm going to start right into this. You've been in the spotlight for a couple of decades and tell me with that, does it feel like you've seen it all, tried it all, heard it all when it comes to beauty? Uh... No, not at all. When I was doing Tour of Beauty, um, which I did back in 2015 through to 2017, we went to, you know, different countries all over the world from Morocco to China to Korea to Dubai to India. We're now looking at beauty, not just about our faces, but sustainability vegan, you know, cruelty-free. We're we're expanding this. Like, how is the packaging? How can we make things better? How can we modernize this? When you think about your personal beauty philosophy, what is it as it stands today? And how different is it to the person you were, you know, 10, 20, or even 30 years ago? My mum kind of brought us up very naturally. Really, when I look back, she was actually quite into the beauty products. I didn't care so much. I was in the bush, like hanging out, like with the the trees and all the rest of it. And then, you know, modeling, you know, when I was 16 and 89, basically, you know, when I was found literally on the beach, I kind of was just taken back. It's not what I wanted to do. I was a ballerina. I was, I was an, also an athlete. And that's really what I wanted to do. So to be kind of catapulted into that modeling world is just like, you know, I was doing Pantene and the cover girl and, and really it wasn't until after New Zealand's got talent that really looking at, and that's why Tour of Beauty was born, like looking at that idea of beauty, it's beyond that. But I would say fundamentally, I've always been someone who is much more drawn to more natural. What I really want to hear about is how your personal beauty approach and routine has evolved over time in those core pillars of beauty. So we're talking skin, hair, and makeup. So let's start with skin and how your skin routine has evolved. Really, really basic. I think it was more than what my mother was into. Like there was always like the tea tree oils or the lanolin oil. So I always heard that 
weren't. You know, there was always like, if you did have the zip that was coming up, there was always the teacher. I even used, used to, I remember using toothpaste. <laughs> Since been not advised to be the best. Now we have to do big disclaimers of don't follow my, my old routine because it's just, it's not correct. When did you feel you started to get serious about your skincare routine and what changed? I would say I really got serious probably in my late 40s to the 50s. My skin's really started drying out. What sort of changes did you start to make? Just be more consistent. Like I always take like the rose water spray with me, like on planes, anywhere. The oil I always take with me, I put it not only on my face, on my neck, on my elbows. I noticed actually my elbows are a lot softer from putting the rose hip on my elbows. Let's move on to hair. And your first big breakthrough commercial was, of course, a hair ad with Simon Le Bon, if people can remember. Um, Take me back to the time when you first started. What were you doing in terms of caring, styling, and maybe even colouring your hair back then? Nothing. It was just a big wild bush. (laughs) It was just just a big curl. It was funny because I was looking at photos the other day. I saw some somebody had posted on Instagram. It was just this all this hair. And I just was very kind of blasé about it. You know, I mean, that was a time when we were, there was definitely a blasé as much as there was in the late 80s, probably, you know, the blue eyeshadows and the, and those kind of things and the hair flick going on. I wasn't really too into that. So I didn't do a lot of styling to it. Everybody kind of just left it alone and let it go wild. I imagine the years of working and then having your hair constantly being touched, styled by professionals kind of taught you that you did need to make a little bit of extra effort to care for it. Mm. Do you remember that time when it started to shift and what did you do? Well, I remember I decided to have extensions at one point and that was just horrific. Like, why did I need extensions? But I did. And I think at that point I cut all my hair off. I think it was just after I got divorced and I cut all my hair off and I was like, that was stupid. That was really stupid. (laughs) So then I put hair extensions in, which I thought they, you know, it was like mermaid hair. And that kind of really wrecked my hair. And I think the time when I decided to take those out, that was really awesome. And to kind of go through those awkward stages where I didn't like my length and all the rest of it. But that's when I just was like, now I need to kind of take more, you know, better care of it and using right shampoos and all that kind of stuff. What does a solid hair care, colouring and styling routine look like for you today? Um, Balayage is usually what I do with my hair colour and usually I will try different shampoos because I find that the pHs kind of can change a little bit. So I do change those up quite a bit. I like something that tames a little bit more and always put in like, sometimes I'll even put in leftover oil into my hair and it just kind of eats it up too. So depending on what oil I have, I'll I'll just kind of add it to the hair because again, it's super, super dry. Actually, your colouring reminded me, obviously, you've always been this amazing blonde. Have you ever had a blonde colouring disaster? Actually, dyed my hair black at one point, which was really cool, but I had to wear black eyeliner all the time because it was like my complexion, it just didn't go well with it. So I had to have full makeup on all the time. Let's move on to makeup. I bet you've seen some wild makeup trends come and go throughout your time. Tell me the ones that you look back on that you tried and wonder, what was I thinking? When I came into modeling, it was all about natural makeup. So it was all natural. So 
which was great. But at the same time, I also had sometimes people would want to put red lipstick on me. And honestly, it does not work. It just doesn't work. But I think the great part with the modeling is that you were able to dress up and become this other persona, basically. And then the makeup artist would just come in and change the hair, change the makeup. So you were able to play in that field. Tell me a bit about what your makeup routine looks like now. What are you trying to achieve and what kind of products are getting you there? I usually use foundation underneath my eyes and then blend it out. Then I use a really lovely vegan blush, the e.l.f. one from New Zealand, and mascara. And I love, love because my mum always had black eyeliner. She was blonde, pale skin, but she always had the most beautiful clear blue eyes and she had black eyeliner on and no eyebrows because she had blonde eyebrows. I always wear eyeliner. Like I love eyeliner. I think as I get older, I put more of an effort to put eyeliner on. I love it when, and I learned this, I think in one of the countries when I was in, where it kind of goes down a bit because it feels kinder. Whereas the cat is more like, you know, and depending, <laughs> you can have this beautiful, softer black eyeliner, or you can have the cat, which is a little bit more like, you know, you're going out. And is that as simple as it gets? Is it just that base, the eyes, and, and that's it? Yeah, I do love, um, there's a beautiful Chanel that has glitter. Like I do love a little hint of magic in my makeup like highlighting around the high points of the face just literally on the bone and then there's this this I forget what it's a liner but it has a little bit of sparkles in it and I'll just put a tinge of it on there so it's just just along the top lash line yeah normally our Tuesday UBD episodes end with a myth but instead today I'd like to ask you for some advice and that is what advice would you give to your younger self when it comes to your beauty routine you know, it's funny because when, whether it's getting dressed or putting makeup on, ultimately it's not actually what we see as beauty, it's how we feel. And so whatever makes you feel beautiful, then do that because it will create joy in you. It will create a smile in you. And that may be putting on some moisturizer and walking out the door, or it may be putting a little bit of glitter on the cheekbones, or it may be a pair of jeans that make you feel sexy and happy and fun. So whatever that makes you feel at ease in your body, ease in yourself, do that because that's beautiful. Incredible. Rachel, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you for helping us understand beauty better and understand your beauty evolution over the years. This podcast was made by Mamma Mia. If you want to support women's media, we'd love it if you became a Mamma Mia subscriber. There's a link in the show notes. Have you ever seen a red carpet outfit and thought, WTF is going on? I'll tell you what, I've done a few red carpets over the years doing some reporting and there's definitely a few outfits that make me scratch my head. Listen to What Are You Wearing to hear hosts Denny and Tam recap and break down all of the fashion events and trends you need to know about. This, like, bra thing, it reminds me of, do you remember back in the day when you could go to solariums and they would give you those little things to put over your eyes? That's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of those little things that you put in your eyes at the solarium. But other than that, I love the look. You can find What Are You Wearing in your favourite podcast app today. 
Hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm Shazzy Hunt. Our show producer is Michaela Floriano, and you can catch a new episode of You Beauty every single weekday right here on your favourite podcast app. Bye. Bye.